Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dushback. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. And this week, we're talking about the number ones for the month of September. Uh, Alex just informed me that this podcast is coming out like three weeks after we record it. Uh, that makes my intro way less uh, uh, time sensitive. Unless Chevy Chase dies between now and then. That's a solid which point. Which we don't want that. Yeah. Unless it brings us another season of Community. I was just... Or a movie. Yeah, yeah. Please give me 17 seasons and six movies yeah. for that. But I was referring to uh, the recent controversy at SNL uh, and a podcaster who got hired on SNL being fired for his recent uh, racist yeah. comments. And we know the real controversy was that we were not the podcasters hired. That was part of it. And I mean, just before the show, you were telling me all this racist stuff. And I think like we should go ahead and, and put it out there in the world and let them know that you're not afraid to be hired on SNL and fired immediately. Uh, it's true. I thoughts. constantly talk trash about the Gauls um, <laughs> and what the Gaul people did in eight, the year 800 AD is just, uh, man, I've got some racy jokes about that. Yeah. Jokes. Why don't you share them with everybody? Because you were just telling me about them and they were so funny. I can't I believe think- that the Gauls had the Gaul to invade Britain. That is a solid uh, 17 out of 10. You're not seeing it. Nailed it. But he's slapping his knees right now. (laughs) That's true. I was. Yeah. Uh, If we're too edgy for you, sorry. Yeah. This might not be the podcast for you. We are, as we all know, we used to be former shock jock radio (laughs) jockeys, disc jockeys, because we spin disc. Yeah. We were both uh, EPs. Uh, That's executive producers for us in the biz on uh, Crank Yankers once, once upon a time. Uh, it was, it's less successful spinoff actually. Uh, prank hankers. We just pranked a guy named Hank, and uh, <laughs> repeatedly he was not happy with it. <laughs> we didn't film any of it. Uh, but if we did, it would have been gold. Yeah, you would have loved it. We would have won several Tonys. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted is one Tony. We did win a Saturn Award for it, oddly enough, but <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But we took it. It's on our shelf somewhere. I think it's in a box. I don't have mine anymore. Anyways, I, I would pawn it. Let's jump into this month issue. We're going to start with Marvel this month, uh, and we're going to talk about Alpha Flight True North, which is similar to like the Marvel comics like issues where it's just three short stories written by three different writers uh, and three different artists. And we have stories from Jim Zub, Jed McKay, and Ed Brisson in this one. I wish my parents named me Jim Zub. It's not too late. <laughs> it kind of is. It's like th- it's thirty years too late. Uh, so which story did you like the most in this issue? Well, I can tell you which one I liked the least. Okay, go right and that ahead. was the first one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the first one was like, man, this is a really, this is going to be terrible. Like, I was excited for this, because, like, Alpha Flight is largely, has been largely absent from Marvel Universe, aside from picking, like, other people's books for a while. So, like, this is a nice, fun way to bring them back briefly, uh, to see what's going on with the teams. See, here's where you and I differ on our racism. I'm racist against Canadians. They think it's okay to do blackface. They think that it's okay uh, to drink maple syrup, and none of it's okay. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I have never seen Vindicator or Puck in blackface. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Those photos will surface. Will surface. I mean, Northstar's costume is half black. 
as I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I had no idea who the Alpha Flight were. I mean, I don't, I think they back. I knew who they were, but I'd never read any of their stuff. Okay. How about you? Uh, Good I, talk. I no, don't no, care. no. I, I, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I've never yeah. read a singular Alpha Flight book. Come to think of it, I've, so you just know who they are. Yeah, like uh, they appear obviously in like Wolverine books a lot, and some X Men books. Because they, of Canada, the characters have uh, two of the characters or three uh, were in Cat, uh, Captain Marvel run for a while. Like, like Puck, Sasquatch, Sasquatch was in Immortal Hulk. Like the characters pop up and everything. I can't think of a singular Alpha Flight title that I've read. It's probably for the best. But actually, those other two stories were really strong. Right yeah, there. they really were. I liked them a lot. Yeah, Puck uh, talking about him with, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but Elsa Bloodstone's father. Uh, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. It was the... I don't remember any of their names. The the fighter who appears in Iron Fist a lot, like the more, like Timo Wrestler style one. Uh, but... Comparing them to like Greek heroes, I thought was really brilliant. Like how they go in, they did the dirty work. Like they weren't superheroes; they were into going. They were to get the job done. I but mean, they did the exact same things that superheroes do, but they did it because they liked it, not yeah. because it saved people. But the Ed Brisson story started out really slow and weak, but then got super dark toward the end oh, with the vinegar. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, wow, this is this is not my thing. I was like, wow, this is really really good. Yeah, like that. Is it, that that's a thread that needs to be answered in later Marvel comics. Oh, absolutely. I think that that needs to uh, to be addressed later on. That was real dark, real fun. I liked it. Bring it on. Uh, our next book is the Moon Knight Annual, uh, written by Colin Bunn, with art by Ibrahim Mustafa and Matt Hork. Uh, I, love this, good, I love good art. This is part of the Act of Evil series, which is a set of Marvel annuals uh, featuring a hero facing off against a singular villain. Uh, one came out today, or as we were recording this, with Wolverine fighting Morgan Le Fay, written by Judy Hauser. Uh, there's been one featuring Venom and Punisher, but this is our first active evil book that we've talked about. Uh, so what do you think of this book? I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was actually really, really good. Uh, you got to see Moon Knight across the, uh, the ages, across several different... Um, realities it was really cool yeah this is like i wasn't expecting much uh annual books i liked watching moon knight fight nazis yes which was great uh annual books are real hit and miss i feel like uh most annuals are self-contained stories colin bunn has had a run on moon knight so he's familiar with the character but i i like this a lot more than i thought it was just seeing like you said like moon knight like travel through time seeing the moon knight seeing the old west moon knight seeing the gladiator moon knight uh and he was fighting king the conqueror we should say we also say spoiler for this issue is the one we just talked about and every other issue we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to spoil a lot of stuff. But yeah, I Especially th- the next book we talked about. Like, this maybe, and I know, like, it's different writers and different teams, but this maybe we want to go back and read the other Acts of Evil books to see uh, them based off against uh, a singular villain. I, I don't disagree, but I think that I would pick and choose. I don't want to read all of them. I, I think what I like about them is it has them face off against people they normally wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't pick Kang to fight Moon Knight. You wouldn't pick Wolverine to fight Morgan Le Fay, like the the sorceress. Like, so I, I think that's what gives I him would. creative freedom. Well, I mean, that's all you ever talk about. <laughs> you have a very successful Tumblr on that singular topic. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a lot more fun than I thought it would be, and even the ending was great too. Like, I love the way it tied it all together. I love seeing the very first Moon Knight yeah. uh, that had like the Vega from Street Fighter vibe going. Holy shit! Yeah, that is exactly what I was. I was like, I've seen this before. 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and jump to our next book, which is written by, it's a Spider-Man book written by J.J. Abrams and his son, Henry Abrams. Would uh, you say, because every month there's one, would you say that this is the most anticipated new comic of the month? I don't, you, it might be five people, but I was not excited about this. Like, I was like, oh, it's J.J. Abrams just using his clout to get and write comics, which is really stupid on my part, because Joss Whedon has written great comics, Kevin Smith <laughs> has, has written great comics, so it's there's already a precedent set for this sort of thing. I do want to say that the art on this is by Sarah Pacelli, who is a fantastic artist who Matt and I yeah. are both big fans of, and her art was fantastic on this, too. Yeah, her art was great. What do you think of the story? I loved it. I loved it a lot more than I thought it was. Like, I didn't... Like, even the opening pages were so impactful and yeah. so strong. Uh, and normally, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Elseworld stories or, like, uh, future stories. And this takes place in a world where Peter and Mary Jane had a son. And it's sort of like his origin story. But it was still so good. It was way better than I ever expected it to be. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, Mary Jane dies in, like, the first, like, six pages of the book. And Peter has a claw for a hand i'm yeah. not sure if the appropriate i thought about that a lot i was like i spent one more time thinking about like is claw the appropriate term for that no it's definitely not but <laughs> i think the art that uh sarah pacelli does here with having his left hand just like hanging yeah. limp literally by threads was uh some of the most profound cool shit I've yeah seen. uh peter has basically given up the life as spider-man he's resigned himself to just being a uh, photographer uh for the press and his son is a teenager who's frustrated and understandably so. But what I like about it too is that he's not Peter. Like that scene where he's hitting on that girl in attention, like that is not a Peter Parker thing to do. So it's not just retelling Peter Parker through another lens. It's it he is his own his own character, his yeah. own person. Ben, right? Isn't that his name? Yes, Ben, which is obviously a great name for the son too, considering Peter's history. I disagree. He could have named him uh, Gambit. Oswald. Be great if you named him Gambit. <laughs> uh, just. And you know, I kind of wonder in the Marvel Universe. Okay. So p- several people named their children Daenerys before she went insane. Uh, uh, but so now I wonder in the Marvel Universe, do people like name their children like Wolverine and Gambit and like Captain America? Because th- that would happen. Fun fun fact about Alex, and this is, this is actually a thousand percent true. Uh, Alex just had a son not too long ago, uh, which we congratulated you for. We're not going to keep doing that. Shut up. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You wanted to name your son Thor. That was one. I also wanted Gambit. Yep. I also wanted Remy. Uh, yeah. Remy's pers- not bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not too late. You settled for a B-level Spider-Man, but that's fine. Yes. I settled for Spider-Man 20, 2099, but that's his name, and that's a compromise <laughs> we, we reached on. <laughs> I am only going to call him Spider-Man 2099 from now on. So oh, I love it. It's going to be really awkward if that's the year he dies, and that's not a tombstone. That's terrifying. Uh, moving on to Strike Force. Yeah, Strike Force is a book by Teeny Howard. Uh, Matt and I both were like the Prisoner X book by Teeny Howard. Uh, the art by this is by uh, Jermaine Peralta. Uh, and this is a, a new team-up book uh, featuring Blade leading the team with Spider-Woman, uh, Angela of Asgard, uh, I wish it was Angel from The Office. Instead. I mean, it'd be a much different book. <laughs> uh, Wiccan, uh, Winter Soldier, and one someone else. I feel like I'm forgetting. Who else is Probably. on that team? I don't know. <laughs> I read this book very recently. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the whole team. Uh, this book was uh, it started off really slow for me at first, bro. Did uh, it ever? And it's weird because like Jordan Peralta's art, 
I did not like the art for like Captain Marvel, for Iron Man, for She-Hulk, for the current Avengers team. But I thought it worked really strongly for characters like Ghost Rider, for Blade, for Spider-Woman, for Bucky. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get that very often, but I thought it was stronger. But I thought it picked up toward the end. Essentially, the story was kind of muddled. I'm not really sure what's going on all that much or why it's going on. Uh, yeah, this is one that you should, if you're going to read it, you need to read it in a trade. I agree. Don't. Yeah. And I, and I don't discourage people from picking up single issues because, I mean, I, I do it, but I don't do it for, for many, so many series often. But this is one I wouldn't recommend picking up weekly. Yeah, yeah I do. Get, get from here in trade. It's, I think Jenny Howard has a good voice for Blade. Uh, she's got a good voice for sure. Bucky and maybe not Wiccan. Wiccan reads a little different to me, uh, but it's nice to see Wiccan again. And Angela's fun as well, too. I like that scene where they're in the interrogation room and the Avengers, whatever it is now, the Avengers cave, whatever their hideout is. Uh, and Wiccan's talking about how hungry he is. And Angela's talking about how it's a technique used to break the spirit since you never let her spirit break. Something trivial as hunger. Uh, and Bucky's trying to convince Wiccan to conjure up a pizza for everyone. Like, that's the kind of stuff that like I enjoyed, that little banter. That was good. I also like when Angela throws the cat to Oscar in the office, uh, and then the cat just falls through when Dwight pretends there's a fire in the office. Uh, good stuff from Strike Force here. Yeah, I re- but really the office doesn't look good, good, good until uh, season eight when Robert California gets in. Oh, my God. Uh, and then it's just, there's, there's two errors of the office, and there's... Uh, a R C and B R C. So before and after Robert California. <laughs> Bad and worse. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about our last Marvel book now, which is <laughs> Web of Black Widow, uh, written by Judy Judy Hauser, who I mentioned earlier. Uh art by Stephen Mooney. Uh I enjoyed this book uh more than I thought I would. I like the interaction between her and Tony. Uh Black Widow is a little darker than Tony expected, but I feel like that's in her nature, like that's who she is. I mean, she's a assassin. Yeah. So she's she's yeah, not she, a super light. She's person. there to murder people. Like she's there to go undercover and get the job that needs to be done. Like she's not there. Sh- sure, if if Thanos is coming, she can be there to hold on to Infinity Stone. Okay, so real quick, because we've talked about these books in the past. If you're ranking this Black Cat and Invisible Woman, which would you pick up? Black Cat, probably number one for me. Same. Uh, probably this second Invisible Woman third, but I think Invisible Woman will get stronger with w- w- with the full story arc. That's fair. I I'd put this third, but I could see how this could overtake that one. It's weird that you only chose women characters because you're a full on sexist pig, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Matt's a big fan of the patriarchy because it's done well for him and well for me. Yeah, fight the matriarchy. That's what I always say. It's weird though because he just thinks that means being a Patriots fan, but you know. It's it's weird that you say that when you're wearing a shirt that literally says "cheap girls" at the top of it. Uh, uh to be fair, that is a band shirt. That band's a little problematic nowadays too. So I'm not really proud of that. I didn't expect to go out <laughs> wearing this shirt. You know what? Here we are. Uh, also, Alex just dropped all of our comic, or I should say, all of my comic books, because I think that he hates me and his man. Yeah, well, because I'm full of rage. I'm a rageaholic. I get it. Uh, we're done with Marvel Town. We're going to jump into our first, uh, the smaller publishers, which is a Dark Horse Burger book. Burger? 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 Burger. Burger. Okay. We've uh, done we've done burger books before. Uh, it's Everything. Just an idiot. Written by Christopher Cantwell. Art by I.N.J. Colbert. I don't know what to think of this book. Like, I don't know if I hated it or if I really liked it. Like, I don't know. 
this book uh, is interesting, is, is what I can say. I love it. It is a mystery. You don't know what's happening. You don't know why this book's being written, really. You don't know what the story is yet. But you know that there's a... It's like a, about a super mall type thing that comes into being. Kind of like a Walmart type thing. It's just called everything. And something just seems off about everything. Yeah, the thing is, is like, I'm not sure if, like... While reading this, like, I'm not sure if I'm, like, watching a Terrence Malick film and, like art is being experienced uh and like it's all going to come to fruition in the end or i'm not sure if i'm watching a richard kelly film and it's just weird for the sake of being weird so i i need more like it's it left me enough like no wanting more but i don't have a concrete opinion whether like i'm reading garbage or i'm reading something that like should sweep the eisners this year let's lean towards the side of the thin red line in terrence malick okay uh where's owen wilson in this book when we need him uh i mean i wish owen wilson wasn't every book and luke <laughs> you know i heard they finally met each other after all these years yeah it's good for them it's finally weird to work on a project together the effects budget for bottle rocket was insane because they were never <laughs> in the actual scenes together yeah, was wild. yeah cgi was really ahead of its time <laughs> uh we're going to continue with Dark Horse, and we're going to talk about Steeple by John Allison with art by Sarah Stern. What do you know about John Allison? Nothing. Uh, John Allison has a first name for a first name and a first name for a last name. John Allison writes the Eisner Award-nominated... Giant Days. Yes, he does. Okay, boom, calls it. it. Haven't read a single issue of Giant Days. I've been telling Alex for well over a month how much I've been appreciating Giant Days as of late. And, and I chose to read... Holly Black Lucifer instead. Yeah, I, whatever, man. Uh, what do you think of this book? What your first uh, toe dip into John Allison? And by the way, this is a one of five. Okay, so it's just gonna be a five issue series. That's it. I believe so. Uh, I thought the art was the art. I didn't like it at first, but it grew on me the more I got into the book. Uh, it's th- like preteenish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. Like, there's some parts I really enjoyed. Like, I liked the priest fighting the eye monster. Uh, I liked uh, the fact that, like, the Church of Satan is involved, even though I'm not a big fan of, like, their depiction of the Church of Satan. Uh, they love pizza, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's about? true. But who doesn't love pizza? We have pizza being ordered right now. It's true. It's true. It's, but to be fair, we are Teen Moon and Turtles. So. That's true. Um, so. How about I tell you what I thought of this? Picture? I thought it was okay. You thought it was okay? Yeah, yeah. No, there's parts I really like. Yeah. I, I'm just not sold on the protagonist yet. I I thought this book is fantastic. The protagonist could use a little bit more development, but I think we're going to get there. Uh, she is a a uh, priestess in training. Yeah, a curate. Uh, yeah, that's... A curate. I'm not sure. I don't know the correct pronunciation. But yeah, she gets involved with a uh, mistress of Satan, and she doesn't know she's a mistress of Satan. It's fun. It's good. Check it out. That's one that you should definitely buy the collected volume of. And it's one I'm actually personally going to be buying in miniseries form. And I rarely... You're all on board for John Allison now. Yep. I'm on that train. Uh, We're going to move on to our only boom book for the month. Uh, I think it's only the second boom book. But like we loved our last boom book, which is Once in Future by... Oh, yeah. uh, Kieran Gillen. Yeah, by Kieran Gillen. And this McKelvey is... has a book coming out. Was announced today, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Is it Batman? 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Batman is on Image now. DC wow. cut ties. Wow. They said no more You've got to renew your copyrights, people. <laughs> uh, but this is something is killing the children. Speaking speaking of uh, Batman, uh, James Tinian wrote this, who will be taking yeah, over Batman for Tom King. Uh, for 15 issues. Uh, I will say the art on this, too, is, that's not what I'm saying, but the art is by Werther uh, Deladira. Uh, this, Holy shit, the art in this book. The God art is great. Damn. I want to call it the title quickly. Something is Killing the Children is a fantastic title for a, a piece of fiction or really anything. Like, that's like, like I wish I had thought of that title. It's so, so good. Yes. And I, I grabbed this cover specifically because I knew what I was getting. Uh, this cover just has an image on it. There's no title, there's no author, there's no anything. And I wanted Alex to kind of go into this book. In my opinion, this was the most anticipated book. <laughs> Of the month, yeah, I, I went in blind for myself. I, I know what I was getting into, and I and I love this book. It's sold out uh, in printing, and it's gone to second printing. It's uh, and for a boom book that is a rarity. Uh, it talks. It's this kid at a sleepover, uh, and they're playing through the door with his friend, and they have him tell the truth, and he tells about this monster that he saw outside his window, and like where he saw it go to, and so they go down to the reservoir, and all of his friends get murdered. Uh Finally murdered by this monster. Yeah, horrifically murdered. Yeah, and in the town, they say I want to say twelve kids have gone missing. uh, And people think that he like murdered them or kidnapped them as well. And there's this uh, woman that he encounters when we first see her. She's covered in blood. She's with this girl that has like a piece of cotton and tape over her eye. So we don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy or what her deal is. And it's just so good. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but this book is excellent. Yeah. Boom, I think for us is a really, is two for two for us for both the books we've done. Well, and I, I'm a big fan of Black Badge, which just wrapped up uh, with Matt Kent, uh, who is just a phenomenal writer. And I don't know if he writes exclusively for Boom or if he's just trying to wait for his big break, but that guy does some, some really amazing stuff. All right. Now we're going to talk about our only image book of the week. It's kind of weird that we've only got one image book yeah. for the entire month. Uh, it's Safe Sex, written by Tina Horn and art by Michael Dowling. Uh, I know when I opened this up, I don't know what it was. It was one you brought over. I read the first page, flipped the second page, and I had to go back to the first page. I'm like, wait, what am I reading right now? <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a weird offshoot of Saga was what yeah. it sort of reminded me of. It's Sex Criminals Without the Jokes. Yeah, and it's uh, Saga Without the... Uh, Weird interplanetary yeah. bullshit. Actually, it's Sex Criminals meets The Handmaid's Tale. Like that's how I would that's pitch it. <laughs> yeah, that's very accurate. Uh, it takes place in a world where basically most sexual acts are seen as deviant. Uh, having, I guess, anything as far as we know, anything beyond by like vanilla sex. So, like, I'm guess assuming to procreate, uh, hurt your purity scale. Every yeah, time that you have sex, uh, you can, It's weird because her husband becomes a literal sex criminal by the end of the book. Yeah, um, we don't know what he did though. Yeah, we, we yeah something to do with either her form for a purity test or a purity exam or like what he saw on a floor he wasn't supposed to be visiting, uh, and she used to be a sex worker. Uh, and for the most part, I enjoyed this book. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, I thought it was like hard for me to suspend my disbelief for, was whenever cops come to her home, she's able to break free due to all of her background as a sex worker and make her like a superhero <laughs> basically. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. Like, I think life's a lot harder for a sex worker out there, <laughs> you know, a superpower, but that's just me. I thought this book was fantastic. I I really was kind of floored picking this book up today. I'm definitely curious to read more. 
Oh, absolutely. This is one of those that I I might be adding to my pull list. And it's strange how many books I'm going to have that have the title "Sex" in it now. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's I mean that's why you get comics in the first place because of boobs and bush. Uh, and we're going to move on to a book that I will let Matt explain because I'm not even sure what I read after I read it. This is a book by Rich Tommaso that is only available uh, if you subscribe to his Patreon and give this man $12 a month for at least three months in a row. Uh, it is a, uh, I don't want to say compendium, but it is a magazine full of different short stories and strange, peculiar, funny ads uh, that Rich Tommaso writes and draws himself. And it is... It's called Black Phoenix, by the way. It's called Black Phoenix, and it is beautiful and brilliant and strange and terrible and wonderful all at the same time. It's everything wrapped into one. Uh, yeah, I there's a lot of like I love the fake ads for this book. There's a lot of prose, particularly like essays for this book, which I just skipped over entirely. Same. I didn't have time uh, for it for this podcast. I will go back and read it though. I will say. Uh, and mostly like the comic stories are like anywhere from like one page to like two to three pages long. Uh, and I'm not sure like what I read. Like, there's part of me that like, part of me is, like this is terrible. And there's part of me that like I really enjoy it because this is like, it takes inspiration from like the golden age and then later the silver age of comics. Yeah. Uh, by presenting like a modern tale, but also adding some like absurdity, like anti-comedy uh, spin to it as well. So, if it, this if this comic was literally ten pages longer, ten to fifteen pages, I'd say about fifteen pages longer, it would be a, an old school comic book. Yeah, I agree. If it wasn't magazine size, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is magazine size, which is something else that's really neat about it. But if you're willing to pay $36 for a single comic book, uh, this is the book for you, I think. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's a great way to put it. Uh, If you want to pay more for this than you would for like a DZ hardcover, then yes. Something that I thought was really cool, because he he does it all himself. So he actually goes and signs the mailer and everything, too. And his handwriting looks like the fucking comic book. And I, I got such a fucking kick out of that too. Uh, he does uh, dry County from image books. He also does spy seal, which is a continuing thing, which would second arc will come out soon. Uh, something we didn't cover, but I almost grabbed issue one at one point. So good for I, him. I think that I, uh, I missed out there, but there's a one page of uh, spy seal on this book. We're going to jump into DC. Now uh, our first book is Gotham city monsters written by Steve Orlando with art by name. I will sadly butcher but a Monica, uh Pollen, something wrong those lines. That's it. You nailed it, bud. Perfect. What do you think? I enjoyed this book more than I thought I would. Uh, it opens with Andrew Bennett, who's a vampire in the DC universe. Uh, I believe his I believe his opening book was I Vampire, which, which is like a Bronze Age book. I want to say, uh, but I had no experience with Andrew Bennett at all previous to this issue right Same. here. Uh, but it focuses heavily on Killer Croc. Uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, with some Orca mixed in. Uh, and I liked it more than I thought I would. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, basically, it, it examines, like, they basically deal with, like, monster issues or uh, someone right from the dead who can turn people from Gotham into these vampire-like creatures, but are not traditional vampires. And I, I liked it more than I thought I would, but my one question was, this is happening in Gotham. So does Batman just look at that? He's like, eh, I'm not going to deal with it. Uh, I'm going to stay out of monster yeah. town. Uh, Damien, <laughs> you know what? Just ignore it. I'm going to pull you back. Batgirl, also ignore it. Batwoman, please ignore it. Dick, stay in Bloodhaven. Don't come back. Uh, so I'm like, I'm like, how, like, how does Batman decide whether or not he will 
work on this particular. Here's the thing: is we've clearly never seen Monster Town in any Batman book. Uh, I think that means one of two things: either this book is total bullshit, or Batman is a massive uh, racist or whatever speciesist. Yeah, speciesist. Uh, I think part of me thinks like maybe this is like a tie-in, like a loose tie-in with uh, the Night of the Monster Men uh, series. No. Um, so or no? Okay, so so we have our answer. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was enjoyable. It's just a six-inch miniseries. I'll continue to read it. Uh, I don't think I will. It's not the best thing I read, but I'm curious. I like. I, I'm a big fan of Frankenstein, the DC universe. I'm glad to see him again. I did like. I did enjoy his Frankenstein's character. I, I would say he's my favorite. Uh, we're going to jump into a DC Black Label book. Uh, Harlan. Uh, Harleen. Harleen. Sorry, you're right. Harlan. Uh, written and drawn by. Uh, now I'm going to butcher, but Stefan Sejic, Sejak, something along those lines. I want to say it's Stefan, and it's just... Well, there's a no, J in there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll say... First, I'll say the art was gorgeous in this book. I'll say this is the Black Little book that I've enjoyed the least. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm trying to really rank all my Black Label books right now. I really, really enjoyed this book. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it gave us a wonderful new side to Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's a new take on our origin story. It is, and I will say that I loved it. Um, I will say that it is, you know, it might be my least favorite Black Label book, but I don't think it's that not that's, bad. Like I, I want to get that out of the way too. Like it's not a bad book at all. Uh, Batman, I might not like as a whole. You haven't read Batman, damn. Only whole. the first issue. Uh, there's Batman no damn way issue one is fantastic. There's uh, no you, way a book with Constantine is anything above ten out of ten. Such a fucking Constantine slut. You open your beehole right up for Constantine. Um, I thought this was really good. Check it out. It should be fun in a three-issue format. I really like that uh, Black Label's putting out these massive magazine size monthly now. I did like about this. Like I thought it presented a better examination of why Harlan, uh, if you know this book, instead of Harley, uh, would would fall for someone like the Joker. Like I, I thought it made, made the Joker seem more enticing as a partner for someone with her background. It's more than a three or four panel description of why Harley Quinn is with the Joker. I did have one of my favorite bits too, that uh, if you're watching tapes of the Joker and he's talking about like, he's lying about his background. It's like talking about like, it's like life in the circus. It's almost like, Oh, so that's why you adopted the name of the, or the persona of the Joker. He's like, what are you talking about? I was a strong man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just say real quick on this. I think it's a, extremely well written book uh it's i think i i would wager to say it is the most heavily worded uh dc black label book that there is yeah i agree with that there's more dialogue than any other black label book um so get ready for that and i think that that can uh can convolute things but just kind of focus on the story and i think you'll you'll really enjoy it i don't think that this is a uh weak offering to the black label series i think it's just another strong continuation um, we're going to actually talk about another Harley Quinn book next, and it's Harley cool. Quinn and Poison Ivy, written by someone we already mentioned, Jody Hauser. Yep. Uh, with, and Jody Hauser, another issue came out today. Jody Hauser cannot stop. Is uh, this their second or third that we're talking about? With This is their second. We did mention their Wolverine book that came out today that, that we did not pick up. Uh, with art by Adriana Mello. Uh, this book, I, I do this book for the most part. Uh, yeah. I think it was fun. What I liked about this book, even though it's just like probably a five or six issue series, uh, and it borrows a lot from Harley and Poison's relationship during Amanda Connor and Jimmy Paul Metti's run, but it seems like it has actual impact on the character of Poison Ivy in the DC universe. 
Yeah, it follows up the events of the Heroes in Crisis. Which I haven't read, so thanks for the spoilers. Come on, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I won't go too much into detail on this, but uh, it definitely is a fun, but also kind of heavy book. Yeah, it's it's more than I expected. Uh, Poison Ivy is still suffering the impact of what happened in Heroes in Crisis. Lex Luthor sent her a gift, which I thought was strange. Like, I I hope that plays in later, because I don't see Luthor doing a truly selfless act. I hope that plays in later in the story. No, of course not. Yeah, and I I happen to pick up the uh in what is arguably the cover of the week with the Midtown exclusives. It's a great cover. Uh, version of this one. Both both Harley covers are great this week actually. Uh or this month I should say. Yeah, they're both phenomenal. Uh and it hasn't I like the one part was like some plant stuff starts happening uh inside Harley's home or wherever they're staying. And Poison Ivy says, like, she's not doing it. And she's like, well, who else could be doing it? I was like, well, my initial thought was, like, Swamp Thing. Of course, Swamp Thing could be doing it. Right. Uh, but it was Jason Woodrow, uh, the Floronic Man. Longtime Swamp Thing villain. The Fluoride Man? Did yeah, the Fluoride Man. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Uh, he also worked part-time for Listerine, uh, who was also Gosh. in the Swamp Thing TV series that was sadly canceled prematurely before he became the Floronic Man. Uh, but I thought his character design was fun, too. Like, I knew it's like, this, this was... A fun book to be getting, but was heavier than you, th- you thought it would be by the end. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, I I love their dynamic. I love their relationship. I I love that it's got a fallout from Heroes in Crisis, the Tom King series, which I wasn't sure that we'd see, but they are they're definitely making a move to make it canon, which is kind of cool. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Inferior Five, uh, written by both Keith Giffen and uh, Jeff Lemire, with pencils by Keith Giffen, I believe. Although Jeff Lemire does the pencils on the B story in this book. He does do the pencils on the B story, which was my favorite by far, and it's like five pages long. Yeah, I really, I, I this was a little bit confusing. I think this should be read probably as a trade. I want to say, yeah, uh, I think so too. But like the character, like the main antagonist in this, the, the little boy that just has the bag over his head with the X, oh, like that God. is creepy. Like that is so well done and creepy. Is there? Uh, do you have anything? Um, X Men. Cyclops' mask with the X. It reminds me of Sam I, you're right. for, I from the movie Trick or Treat. I was hoping it would just... I've never seen Trick or Treat. You've never seen Trick or Treat? No. The only scary movie I've what? seen is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and it is horrifying yeah. at that. I've only made it halfway through. Salem the Cat is just too much for me. <laughs> Wait, that's from Sabrina. Also terrifying. <laughs> um, And that's the one with Melissa Joan Hart, right? Uh, Of course. <laughs> uh, I'd watch anything with, with, with NJH. Uh, but there's enough like this takes place in a world where the dominators have come and essentially destroyed earth so it's this post uh post semi-apocalyptic world uh but like strange things happening like in the comic shop his mouth is always bleeding but you only see his face in the shadows you're not sure what's going on uh the main character is a little girl and her friend is someone that talks very strangely and oddly so it's probably not a human as well so there's a lot of mystery built up in this first issue which i think is also again why it should be read as a trade yeah, it doesn't give a whole lot of answers, but it's it definitely kind of like everything in a way. It it builds and builds, but you don't really get a whole lot from it. But you definitely get some weird shit. Uh, and our last book is Legion of Superheroes, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by a ton of people from Jim Lee to uh, Andrea Sorrentino. It's a bunch is, of people. Is Jim Lee related to Chumley from uh, that one show? Um, you're talking about the Mass Singer. Uh, <laughs> And yes, they are uh, from the same fraternity. You never know what can walk yeah. through that door. Uh, but <laughs> from the same fraternity. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I like this book way more than I thought I would. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Started out cool. Like slow but interesting, and then just got so much better. Like the the more it went on, the artist it changed. It was just so good. It's almost like Brian Michael Bendis is the most sought after author in all of comics. And by saying that, he made a lot of people upset. But like Bendis always at at his worst creates readable stories at his worst, and <laughs> and, and whenever does. he's at his best, like they're fantastic. I think it was a great. Uh, the central character is Rose and Thorn, who is an older DC character uh, that took place. I want to say her first appearance was around Crisis on Infinite Earths, so not positive. Uh, but Rose has her Rose persona, or her Thorn, Thorn persona, under control, but her medication uh, is being discontinued, and she's worried that Thorn might come out and be a murderous supervillain. Uh, and so this again takes place in the future. We see Supergirl, who's also the president, looking older. Uh, she has a run-in with uh, Terry McGinnis, who's Batman Beyond, which I thought was a great experience as well. And I love that as well, too. Bendis writes Terry so well. Like, it shows why Terry is different than Bruce. Like, he wrote Terry better than anyone I've seen since the Batman Beyond TV show. Uh, and it's her trying on these different costumes different because she wants to be here. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be a villain. Let me just say real quick for all the comic community out there, the only Terry I like is Terry Crews. Boom. I put it out there. Uh, I'm, I'm very... Happy for you. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Sorry, McGinnis. It's all about Cruz. Uh, and she tries on Superman's costume. Uh, she And she kills people during this entire thing. Like She's not innocent. And then she goes somewhere to try and register to be a superhero. And I love that the interaction she has with the guy. I can't remember his oh name God, right now. So uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, sorry, like the cops are on their way. The space cops, whatever they're called. He's like, just let you know, this is not me doing. You've... You've been a blast. Like I love you. He's like the typical retail worker that has, has had someone interesting come up after just weeks of being a mundane. Someone that's all oh, this person's Looney Tune and finally interesting. He's They're like, causing I can't problems. Help you in yeah. any way. But this is this but is a story. Wonderful. Yeah, you're great. I love. Yeah. Uh, I this book was way better. It's only two issues. Uh, so I wonder if it's going to spin off into something more. I hope it does. Uh, but I I thought it was great and really a uh, must read. All right, and now, as we do every single month, we are going to rank them uh, from our last to first. And my last place book is Black Phoenix. Oh, uh, God. Maybe I'd appreciate it more if I read the pros from it. But there there were some great things, and it's not bad. But it didn't have Blade. So that's, I mean, <laughs> uh, easily lose 10 points. Uh, Gotham City Monsters was the worst thing I read this week. Uh, Steve Orlando for DC has... Put out a lot of disappointments in a row for me personally. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steeple next for me. Uh, has a lot of potential, and it wasn't a bad book at all. I, I will continue to read the series. I will read it whenever uh, the six issues or five issues are over with. Uh, I just wasn't a huge fan of the protagonist, and that's what's supposed to pull you into a book. Wow, we're gonna have a lot of differences this this month. Uh, Strike Force for me. Uh, I thought it was kind of shitty. Uh, it was convoluted. It was a weird ass story. Uh, it didn't make sense. I'm gonna go with Web of Black Widow next. Uh, I enjoyed it, uh, but I've read better Black Widow stories out there. Uh, probably the only time you and I are gonna come to an agreement here. I Black Widow for me as well. Not bad at all, but not my thing. I probably won't pick it up monthly or anything. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gotham City Monsters next. I had fun with it. Uh, like, but like Matt said, like it has some issues and some problems. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. Maybe it'll make me have a little affair with Andrew Bennett. I don't know. But as long as it gives me Frankenstein and Killer Croc, then I'll probably keep going. 
we'll see about that, though. Uh, next for me is going to be Alpha Flight. If I don't like an entire third of your book, you're not going to be in my top. Uh, I'm going to go with everything next because I don't know what this book is still. I don't know if it's <laughs> art or, or trash, so I can't rate it any higher. Maybe by the when you are year eight, it'll be my number one book of the year. I don't know, but I just can't say. I, I mean, of all the books that we've ever covered, this is one that could certainly be a book of the year. But it's just so bizarre and strange that I just don't fucking know right now. I mean, could you see that for that book? Could you yeah, see that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it being yeah. nominated for Eisner's. Uh, Moon Knight for me is next. Uh, solid story. Um, not a traditional Moon Knight story, which is what I really appreciate about Moon Knight. Uh, I'm going to go with Harleen next. Uh, it was good. There's moments I liked, but it was, like I mentioned before, like the Black Hill book I've enjoyed the least. Uh, I think I'm actually going to put uh, Black Phoenix next. Uh, really enjoyable for what it was. It's not transcendent to the genre or comic books in general. It's just something fun and unique that the that the creator did, so I really appreciate that. I'm going to go Strike Force next. I enjoy Team Book. I thought it was a good book, uh, but like Matt said, I think this book needs to be read in trade to really get the full grasp of it. I think for the next one for me, I'll put everything. Uh, until I know more about it and what's actually happening, that's kind of where I stand. Uh, I'm going to go with Alpha Flight next. I thought it was really enjoyable. Like like Matt and I agree, I wasn't a huge fan of the first story, but the second one was great, and the third one was really strong and dark. Uh, and I hope that we get some more threads full, pulled from what we saw here. Uh, you and me both, brother. Uh, Inferior 5 for me is my next one. Uh, probably my cover of the month, or a top two or three choice for me, easily. Absolutely love the Jeff Lemire variant here. Uh, Jeff Lemire is a Incredible writer, and he did a great job here. We'll see where this thing goes. I'm excited to see. But it's kind of clustered, kind of clusterfucky at times. I'm going to go with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Uh, I really enjoyed the book. I like that it has larger impacts on a character for the DC Universe. Uh, and I'm really curious to see where this series goes. I just need to read Heroes in Crisis whenever it comes out uh, forever from now. <laughs> yep, I'll follow that up with the same thing. Um, good book, not great. Uh, I'm going to go with Inferior 5 next. I really enjoy it. It's a big mystery. It's really appreciated. And Giffen and Keith and Jeff Lemire were fantastic in this. Um, uh, it's probably only to be a five or six issue book, I imagine. Uh, but uh, I, re- I really like the world they created in one issue. Uh, next for me is the uh, Bendis book, The Legion of Her- Superheroes. Legion of Heroes. Uh, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Two issues, though, so I'm not wildly looking forward to anything so here we are uh i'm gonna go with uh safe sex next i thought it was really good uh i want there i have a lot of questions about this world i'm really curious to see how they build it uh thought some of the protagonist abilities were a little weak but it was a really interesting read and something that we don't see often in comics week to week yep uh for me harleen is going to come in at number five Really, really enjoyable. I will be picking up every issue of this thing as it comes out. Cannot wait to see where they take it. Uh, very interesting story. Very dialogue heavy. Uh, I'm gonna go with Spider-Man by JJ and Henry Abrams. Uh, it was way better than I thought it had any any chance to be, and I can't wait for the rest of this uh, book. And it's so weird because we read so many Spider-Man books, and you're like, okay, this one's not gonna be good, but it continues to buck the, my expectations uh, from for what could be for a Spider-Man story. It 100% does. Um, and that's why it's my number four book of the month. Um, very interesting. 
a new take on Spider-Man and something we haven't got to see in the Spider-Man realm in a long time, which is what I think a lot of fans are clamoring for. So I hope maybe they uh, convince JJ to do some more writing with his son. Uh, I'm going to go with Moon Knight Annual next. I liked a lot more than Matt did. Just I'm a huge fan of Moon Knight and just seeing Moon Knight through the years. I even have a Moon Knight, uh, Mr. Knight pop figure on my desk at work. That's how big a fan I am. And this is one of the better Moon Knight stories I've read in a long time. Especially, it's way better than anything that happened during Max Bemis' recent run on Moon Knight. <laughs> go figure that Max Bemis is an excellent writer. Uh, Steeple, for me, is my number three book of the month. What a wonderful, creative, uh, inventive new tale to tell um, about monster and demon hunting thought it was amazing um i really really love john allison and i've been on a big john allison kick so i might be skewed slightly but i think alex would agree that it's probably pretty solid or could be extremely solid could be who knows maybe one day i'll read giant days you should uh i'm gonna go with leading superheroes millennium next by bendis Uh, i loved it Uh, i thought it was great i want more of this character more of the story and to me the biggest tragedy this is only two issue story arc it's a trend that White Tree clearly started and Bendis just copied uh, a week 